Praise be to God. Glory be to God for another opportunity to share the word of God. Today we are sharing something that is very relevant to our times. Within this period of the COVID-19 pandemic, all over the world people are asking questions. Does this mean this is the end of the world? Does it mean Christ is coming the next week or two or three or a year? And um, so we are blessed this day to have an opportunity to share the word of God, look into the word of God and look into the subject of the signs of the coming of the Lord. Before we go deeper into the scriptures, I want us to just read something from Acts chapter 1 verse 10 and 11 and then we shall pray and then get into the word of God. It says, And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel. I believe they were angels. Now, the verse 11 says, Which also said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, note, this same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as ye have seen him go into heaven. Praise be to God. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to share in your word. We pray that, Lord, you will give us understanding. We pray that, Lord, not just hear your word, but, Lord, we will receive it with meekness and mix it with faith, and that, Lord, our lives will be affected, and our hearts will be prepared for your coming. This we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. It's a great honor to be looking at this subject at such a time as the, the period of the ascension. This is the season of the ascension. This is, marks the time that Jesus um, uh, uh, was on the Mount of Olives and he said farewell to his disciples. Now, after Jesus was caught up in the clouds, the scripture we just read says that these two angels, I believe, spoke to their disciples and said that this same Jesus, which is taken up from you, into heaven shall so come in like manner as ye have seen him go into heaven, which makes a very significant uh, uh, um, a point about the way Jesus is going to come back to this earth ultimately. It says that the same way, that means the same physical Jesus, the same personal Jesus, the same visible Jesus, the same glorious Jesus that you are seeing going. He would appear in that same kind of glory. So when Jesus appears, this time he's not going to appear as a spirit. He's not going to appear as an image. He's not going to appear as a ghost. But he's going to appear as a person that we shall behold with our eyes. Glorious as he may be. So that is very important. Said the same, the word same means that the form and the nature that he, have, he left is that same form. You will, we will see him one day very soon. Now, many have been wondering, as time has passed, when will this happen? How will this happen? And it's not strange because even with the disciples of Jesus, we know they had these questions on their minds. And Jesus gave a narrative on that in Matthew chapter 24. Maybe we'll go to that in a moment. In from, uh, from verse uh, 1 to 3, the question is asked of the disciples. When they, Jesus went out and departed from the temple, and his disciples came to him for to show him the buildings of the temple. Then he goes on to say, Jesus said unto them, See ye not all these things? Verily I say unto you, 
There shall not be left here one stone upon another. That shall not be thrown down. And then verse 3 says, As he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of the sign of thy, of thy coming and of the end of the world? Now from verse 4 to 5, through the rest of the chapter, we see Jesus giving answers. Now the first answer he gives is that, And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. Then verse 5, he says, For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ. I am Christ. And shall deceive many. Now, in that whole chapter, Jesus answers three questions. But it's not very clear which of these signs represents which of the answers. It's not as a question and answer session. There seems to be a mix-up of the question. Because one question is about the time of the, 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 the broken walls of the temple in Jerusalem, which happened in AD 70. Then there's another question, which says, the, the, the signs of your coming. And then there's another question, the signs of the end of the world. It looks as though all these signs are related in that before any of these things happen, that the, the, the temple walls are broken, or the, 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 the coming of the Lord onto the earth as we read in Acts appears, and or else the end of the world as has been spoken, all of these things put together, I believe that they are related. The signs that are enumerated from verse 4 right on to the end of the chapter 24 you see that they are all kind of related. It means that you, may, you see many of these signs um, before the fall of the wall and, uh, of the temple. You see these signs before the coming of the Lord Jesus um, in, in his appearance, which what we call the second coming of our Lord, and then before the end of the world. Now, there are two significant events that are relevant when it comes to the second coming of the Lord. There's what we call the rapture. And then there's also the appearance of the Lord onto the earth. Now, if you look carefully at what we find about the rapture in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, and from verse 13 to 18, it says, Paul says, But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them that which are asleep, which are asleep, that ye sorrow not, even as which others which have no hope. And for if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with them, with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, and with the voice of the archangel, and the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds. To meet the Lord in the air, so shall we ever be with the Lord. And verse 80 says, Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. What we have just read is what is known as the rapture. We do not look at that as the actual 
arrival of Jesus on the scene. Because when you look at this, especially when you compare it to what is also said in 1 Corinthians 15, you see that it's something that will happen in the twinkling of an eye. It's not something that Jesus comes to establish a throne here on earth. So there is a rapture which is supposed to precede the coming of the Lord to settle on the earth. Now, whatever it is, the theological arguments may go on whether the rapture will come before or after, whatever. The truth of the matter is that there is still a need to prepare. Whichever way, whether you believe that rapture is coming on or the rapture is not coming on, the fact is that one day we know Jesus is going to come. In whichever form he's going to appear, it's not the issue. The issue is that whichever form he appears, when he comes, will I be ready? Will you be ready? Hallelujah. Of course, there's also the glorious second coming, which we have uh, mentioned earlier on in, first, in Acts chapter 1, verse 10 and 11 which also you can find the manifestation in the book of Revelation. In the book of Revelation, in chapter 19, also chapter 20, you see the great uh, feast, and you see him, Jesus, the conquering king, and you see Jesus reigning with the saints here on earth for a thousand years. We will not go into the theology of it. We are talking about the signs that this will happen. So, when we get to, back to Matthew 24, in chapter, uh, chapter 24, from verse 4 down to 5, we see that Jesus begins with what we call the religious or spiritual signs. These are signs that relate to the way Christianity or religion is going to function and how people are going to seek to interfere with religious activity or Christian activity. He says that Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. And verse 5 says, Many shall come in my name, saying, I am the Christ. I am Christ. And shall deceive many. Now, this same thing is repeated in another way in verse 11. It's repeated in another form in verse 24. He talks about false Christ. He talks about false prophets. He talks about false teachers. Now, all of these falsehood is manifest. And he says there will be an increase and these will deceive many. This is what we call the religious or spiritual sign of the coming of the Lord. So somebody will say, oh, but before Jesus, you're even the time of the apostles. We know about by Jesus. We know about Simon the sorcerer. But Jesus is talking about an increase. He says many. Simon was just one man in the whole city of Samaria. But now the Samarians in Accra alone, in Kumasi, in other cities of the world, in New York, wherever you go, you find out that there is such an ascendancy of falsehood. People who are claiming to be Christ. I was going through the net um, um, on, on National Geographic the other time, and I found out that all over the world, there are five men living and calling themselves Jesus Christ. And they have great, great followers. Some of them have this look-alike of this Italian person who acts in the movies. As Jesus Christ. And they all have worshippers. And they have disciples. Some of them have as many as 13 or 12 disciples. And they say they are the Christ. Uh, but there are also people who say, I am the anointed one. Without me, there is no key into the, 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 the glorious kingdom of God. Without me, there is no solution. And the scripture is saying that we should take it. So on the issue of spiritual signs, take note. One key sign is that there's going to be an influx, a major influx of deception 
across the globe. Not one nation, not one country, but all over the world, there's going to be a great influx of deception. Religious deception. People will come and say, I am the authority. I have discovered new knowledge about God that men ought to look to God through me. Beyond the scriptures. But remember that there's no other scripture outside of the scripture that Jesus has given. Amen. Number two. We are also told by Apostle Paul in line with what Jesus said. Jesus said, iniquity will increase. And because iniquity will increase, even the love of many will grow cold. But when you look further in Second Timothy chapter 3, verse 1 to 5, Apostle Paul gives us another sign through what Jesus has said. He expounds on what Jesus said. He says, maybe we look at the Amplified. He talks about difficult times, not just perilous times. He says, there will be, but understand this, that in the last days will come, set in, Perilous times of great stress, trouble, hard to deal with and hard to bear. But the emphasis of the things that will be hard is not just the economic or the social side of it. Look at what he says in verse 2 and 3. He says, people will be lovers of self and utterly self-centered. Don't we see today people raise up kids and their own kids don't have any recognition. They think it's the duty of the parents to look after them and then after they do what they like. It's the duty of the boss to provide for them and they do what they like. It's the duty of the government to take care of people and they do what they like. People are self-centered. And that is one of the reasons why marriages are not surviving. Because marriage is about being selfless and giving oneself to the other. But today, people have become self-centered. Lovers of money aroused by an inordinate greedy desire for wealth, including sometimes even clergymen and Christian people in church, desire for wealth, proud, arrogant, and contemptuous boasters. They will be abusive, blasphemous, scoffing, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, and profane. Verse 3. They would not have natural human affection, callous and inhuman. People maltreat their spouses. Husbands maltreat wives. Wives maltreat their children. They also maltreat their husbands. People maltreat workers. People, workers maltreat their bosses. Governments maltreat their citizens. And, and so on and so forth. Relentless admitting of no truths. Or appeasement. People cannot be spoken to. When they get angry and they want to destroy, they destroy and destroy and destroy. They will be slanderous. Look at what goes on in the media. You just have to slip and, 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 and you don't even need to slip. Sometimes you just have to be in the public space and before you long, you are in trouble. And people blackmail each other. They spoil your name and they ask you to pay money so you can clear your name. You need to go to the court, pay huge sums to get your name uh, uh, cleared. False accusers, troublemakers, and they are insensitive, intemperate, lose morals and conduct, uncontrolled and fierce haters of good. The list is endless. The world moral standards are changing. Marriages are being defined from husband and wife, male and female, to male and male or female and female. People are even marrying animals. People are, are, are doing things and nations are 
endorsing these things. Nations are endorsing things that many years ago could not be uh, thought of. Because morality has gone down. So it's a sign that indeed the world is preparing for the coming of the Lord. The world is hungry. The world is, is worn out. The world is getting filthier and filthier. We need some salt. We need the light of the world to bring light to this world. The world is getting darker and darker and darker because of iniquity. Hallelujah. The third sign that we want to bring our attention to, Jesus said in Matthew 24 verse 6, is what I call the political sign. He said there will be wars and rumors of wars. Trouble. Nations do not have patience. As we speak today, all over the world, there, we, we can count not less than maybe 15 major spots. Afghanistan, uh, 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 Syria, Iraq, Yemen, any, many parts of the world. There's, uh, and there are others that there's always a breaking point. You can even up in uh, West Africa here, Niger, Mali. And all the most many parts of the world today, there is a cutting point. There are people are on edge, ready to just break out. The slightest provocation, nations are rising against nations. And not only that, political scheming, political control, the influence of the world, the West against the East, China against the, uh, the, the USA, and the war for, for, for the, the, the strife for global dominance is very is very keen. Nations across Africa, nations in Europe, there is turmoil. Just a few ma- uh, years ago or months ago, we had the United Kingdom coming out of the, of the EU. There is there's so much strife and uncertainty. People don't trust their leaders. Leaders don't trust their, their, their citizenry. And today, there is uncertainty. People no longer trust the governments to be able to deliver whatever they expect. There is hopelessness in the situation in the world today. And it's preparing the ground that who is the prince of hope? Who is the one that can give us hope in the world? And this, in a way, the world will try to seek its own. That is through the uh, Antichrist, as I believe we'll come to that in a minute. But all of these is preparing the grounds. In one way or the other, at the end of the day, it prepares the ground for the master of this kingdom to come for his kingdom. The king of kings to come and rule again in Jesus' name. Amen. So number one, we said we're looking at the spiritual signs. Number two, we've seen the moral signs. Number three, the political signs. Uh, They're not political signs as in signs, but as a sign. Political situation across the globe. We also have what we are are dealing with, the natural signs. The pandemics, the earthquakes, the troubles. Jesus spoke about it. Somebody will say, oh, in verse 7 of Matthew 24. Jesus said, these things will happen. You see, you see, a nation right, and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in diverse places. You know, many years ago, these were things that used to happen once in a decade. Once in five years. Once in many years. But today, these things have become part of our lives. There's almost no month that we don't have something, an earthquake in a, with, with a high six point something, seven point something on the Richter scale. And then occasionally we have things like the tsunamis and all of these other pestilence that do come around. 
Then we also have what we have now, the COVID-19, the, the coronavirus, and other virus that comes from time to every year or two. If it's not SARS, it's another one, and another one. It was Ebola a few years ago in West Africa. Now it's corona all over the world. And people are, there's anxiety, there is fear, there is uncertainty. All of this is preparing the ground and people are asking, who can lead us, come out of all of these troubles? And people are helpless. The world is looking for a hope, a savior, somebody who can help us out of it. In the mistake of looking for one, they, are, they may want to look up to somebody with the scripture predicts and Jesus spoke about the Antichrist. But before the, after that, Jesus himself was coming to take charge. Because the Antichrist cannot solve the world's problems. Hallelujah. Number five sign is what we call the scientific sign. This is seen in the book of Daniel in chapter 12, verse 4. Or the knowledge sign. In Daniel it says, But thou, O Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book. Even to the time of the end, that is the end time, many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall be increased. When we say knowledge shall be increased, I just look back when I was in secondary school at the university, studying computer science in Kumasi many years ago. We had a mainframe computer system which was occupying a whole hall, so huge, maybe about 20 feet by uh, 60 feet, was our computer blocks, like fixed up in cabinets. And today, all that information, now we used to use punch cards. And within my lifetime, I have seen computers transform from the the, the, the mainframes to the mini and to the midi and to the desktop and to the laptop to the iPhone and all of these things within such a short time. I remember years ago I was in ICL computers in the UK and whilst there I remember I, we went to their to the, the, the new develop, new things they had created and they thought they had invented something really great. And they showed me around the place and said, oh, in the, in the next few months, we're going to have a system where when you are in, in UK, you can, you can sign a document with somebody in America. And they, thought, they said, this is the latest design. In less than five years, that had become uh, obsolete. All because knowledge is increasing so fast. A lot of things are happening with the internet that has come, information highway that has come, and with other areas. It says, and, and, and men will move to and fro. The way we used to fly, move around. You people used to travel from Africa to Europe, taking 30 days, uh, 60 days from Europe to America and all of that. Now, within hours. With the Concord, it was even quicker. Things are changing. And I, I can see a situation where people are able to fly from Africa to places like Japan in probably an hour or two before Christ comes. Knowledge is increasing. And things are, 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 are being done beyond our imagination. The sixth sign is what we call the economic sign. It's also found in Revelation chapter 13. We will not read that. But in Revelation 13, the scripture talks about the coming of the Antichrist. And the Antichrist, one of the things he says is that he would need, for without a sign that he has, you cannot trade. Now, that sign, the 666 sign, is, 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 is without which you cannot buy or sell. 
And because of that, the whole world system, the economic system, is being moved in a certain direction. Even though it looks like a convenient world, in reality, a lot of things happening are an indication. Today, we have cash point machines or, 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 or the cash dispensers that are using the eye contact to operate. There are many gadgets today that are, are operating on that same uh, frequency. But on the economic front, what happened in 2007, 2008 tells you and I that we are heading for something. We are heading for something. The world is not as secure economically as it looks. And it's a sign that we need someone who can secure us. Now, all of these things I've mentioned, when I talk about the spiritual sign, the moral sign, the political sign, the natural sign, the knowledge and scientific sign, the economic sign, these are things that are, we call general stuff. But let me say to you, beloved in the Lord, there's one specific sign Jesus mentioned. In Matthew 24, verse 14, I want you to take note of. Jesus said, This gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. We are talking about the signs of the coming of the Lord and the signs of the end of the world. Now, this is very critical. As we sit today, I don't think that anybody can convince me that there's any part of the world. He didn't say everybody will receive the Lord. He said every, all nations of the world, because of the benefit of satellite, because of the benefit of internet, because of the benefit of, of, of global television, today, I don't think there's any part of the world that does not have access to the gospel. The gospel has been preached in almost every language. One way or the other. The message of Christ, the Savior of the world, has gone across the nations. Maybe individuals might not have heard it. Maybe some particular group might not have heard it. But every nation of the world has some way, somehow, touched base with the gospel. It's a clear sign. That's a specific sign. There is a specific sign. Another major specific sign we need to watch is the sign of Israel. You know, at the time Jesus was born, Rome controlled the whole of Palestine, including Israel. Now, Israel was not operating on its own as an independent country. They were, the Jews had been scattered earlier on through the Babylonian uh, uh, invasion. And so, those that were left in Jerusalem, and had come together after all the Nehemiahs and all of all them coming together. They were those that were under the Roman control. But there were Jews like Paul's, Paul's parents. The Paul says, I'm of Tarsus. So Jews in Tarsus. Jews in, in many parts of Europe. Jews in many parts of the world. And that remained for many years until 1948. And that brought together the nationhood of Israel as it was in the days of King David, as it was in the days of King Solomon. Now, the, Jesus said, watch out! Because, you see, the Israel as a nation coming together is a very si significant point. And Jerusalem being a, a, a part of that nation of Israel. Don't forget, Jesus, when he was living on the Mount of Olives, we were told that this same Jesus... As he's leaving, you will see him appear. 
And we are told, among others, that in the book of Daniel, there is what we call the abomination of desolation, where the, the, the Antichrist and, and the beast seek to make the temple in Jerusalem their place of worship. Now, if this is to happen, then we need to watch it. Once the nation of Israel has come together, and Jerusalem now has been declared the capital, officially, of the Jewish nation of Israel, we need to watch it. It's a, it's a, it's a very specific sign. How it's going to happen, don't ask me. I'm not going to be able to explain to you, but I know it's going to happen. Because I believe the word of God. You know, many years when Isaiah was around, he, look, he didn't look so good, he didn't look so nice, but the things he said about the Messiah... Many years down the line, maybe 1,500, 600 years after, they just came to pass. The things they said about him being born in Bethlehem, it happened. The things he said about his humility, it happened. The things they said about the virgin birth, it happened. So I believe that everything that has been said about the coming of the Lord Jesus, I believe surely it shall come to pass. I may not know the time, you may not know the time, but you can prepare yourself for the coming of the Lord. How then do I prepare myself for the coming of the Lord? I may not know the time. Jesus himself, in fact, in the, in the, in the gospel according to Matthew, Jesus was very clear. I think in verse 36, verse chapter 24. He says, no one knows the time. No one knows the hour. He says, but of that day and that hour, no one no man. No! Not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. You don't need that hour. You don't need the time. But you need to be prepared. Because you know you are in the season. I know we are in the season. So how do I prepare? There are a few things I want to share with you as I have been considering in my preparation. And I want you to also prepare as you listen to the word of God. Number one, be born again. Because the scripture is very clear. If you have the son, First John 5, verse 11 and 12. If you have, you have the Son, you have life. If you don't have the Son, you don't have life. If you look at Jesus' uh, the, 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 the message in John 3.36, it says, if you receive the Son, you receive eternal life. But if you reject Him, there is eternal damnation for you. So, number one, be born again. Receive Jesus as your Lord. Because He is coming for those that are His. He is coming to judge those who are not His. And He is coming to reward those who are His. He's coming to bless those who are his. He's coming to rapture those who are his. He will come and reign with those who are his. He's coming for a church without spot nor wrinkles. That takes me to what we should do next. Be pure. Be pure. Be ready and be pure. In, in his eyes, being ready means being pure. Being ready means being pure. When you look at 1 John chapter 3, verse 1 to 3, Jesus, through John, makes a point. He says, Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore, the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it hath not yet appeared what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. We are talking about the appearance of the Lord. Now, because we have this hope in ourselves, he says, every man that had this hope in himself purifies himself, even as he is pure. So there is a responsibility on you and I to purify ourselves. So one, I, 
One is that I get born again. I, I surrender to Jesus. Number two is that I purify myself. How do I purify myself? I can't purify myself with water. I purify myself by submitting to the word of God and being obedient. I purify myself by thinking right about the things of God. I purify myself about think, by thinking right about other brethren, about other people. I purify myself by reading the right materials. But I purify myself by associating with the right people. I purify myself by choosing to do good and right before God. Hallelujah. Beloved, what more do I have to do? What more do you need to do as you wait on the Lord? As you prepare for the coming of the Lord? I've said, be born again. Be purified. Or be pure. The next thing is that, be diligent. Be diligent in the labor of the Lord. Be diligent in the work of the Lord. In 1 Corinthians 7 verse 29. It says, But this I say, brethren, the time is short. It remaineth that both they that have wives be as they though they had none. In other words, be, 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 pay attention to, to the time of, of, that we live in. Work hard. Work fast. Remember the parable of the, of the bride, of, of, of the, the virgins. The five wives and the five foolish. So we don't have time. Remember the parable of the talents. So it's not possible to be in ministry or to be in a church or to be saying, I'm born again and not doing anything for the Lord. This is a time to do all you can for the Lord. Whether you are young, old, or middle-aged, decide. Whether you are married or unmarried, whether you are single, whatever you are, whether you are poor or you are rich, make time to serve the Lord with all your might. In the book of Colossians, it says that whatsoever you do, do it as unto the Lord. In chapter 3 verse 17. So be, be, be energetic about the things of God. Be vibrant about the things of God. Be zealous about the things of God. This is the time to say, hey, I have to please the Lord in all that I do. The next thing is, be alert. You know, Jesus spoke many times about falsehood, false prophets, false Christ, false teachers. So, we are in an era that anybody, I said, and that many will be deceived. So, you must not be one of those who will be deceived. You may be a church member, you may be an educated person, but you can be deceived. So, the only way to avoid being deceived is that you must be alert. How do you become alert? By being connected to the Holy Spirit. See, when the, the Holy Spirit is in you, he, he bears witness with you about the things of God. When somebody is doing something which is not in line with the Spirit of God, you can tell. You can, you can, you can pick it out. And then the Holy Spirit will remind you of the Word of God. And then you are able to fix him up and, do, uh, and avoid those who can contaminate you. So be alert. Don't just look on. Don't just join any company. Be alert because evil communication corrupts good morals. Hallelujah. So be born again. Be pure. Be diligent. Be alert. And then be patient and bold. In Second Peter 3, 8 and 9, we are told that a day with the Lord is a thousand years. And a thousand years with the Lord is a day. Many people get worn out. Say, oh, Jesus is not coming. They said he was coming 100 years ago, 50 years ago. Be, 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 don't be taken in. Be patient with the Lord. And be bold. Stand up for that which is right before the Lord. Have hope in the Lord. 
Know that what he has said, as he said, and will he not do? Hallelujah. As I told you earlier, if they said, Isaiah said Jesus was going to come, and Jesus was going to be born, and Jesus was going to suffer, and he, he said all these things about Jesus, when he didn't know Jesus, and all those things have come to pass. The things that Jeremiah said about Jesus, even the things that God himself prophesied in the Garden of Eden about the, 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 the snake and the, the, the seed of the woman, and having come to pass, I can tell you that Jesus will surely come. So don't lose hope. Don't lose heart as you wait upon the Lord for his appearing. The last but one is that be encouraged. Be encouraged. In 1 Thessalonians 4.18. He says, says, therefore, comfort one another. So you cannot comfort one another if you don't have words. You need the word of the Lord. You need the the, 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 the rhema of the word, the current word of the Lord, the relevant word of the Lord. You need an inspirational word of the Lord to encourage a brother, to encourage yourself. David did not depend on the people to encourage him all the time. Beloved, we are in times that even your pastor may not be able to encourage you. Your husband may not be able to encourage you sometimes. Your wife may not be able to encourage you sometimes. You need to learn to encourage yourself in the Lord. Have hope in the Lord. Encourage one another another with the word of the Lord. When you are encouraged, you can encourage others. Hallelujah. Last but not the least, we are in times that we need to be knowledgeable. In 2 Thessalonians 2 verse 3. We are in time. It says, let no man deceive you by any means. For that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first. And that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. Beloved, we need to know these things. What we are learning today, if you stick to it, and you understand it, and you ask the Holy Spirit to breathe on it, and you live with it, you can't be deceived. But if you just abandon it and take it as business as usual, or you read from the wrong sources, and you contact the wrong people, seek mediums, go places, looking for quick fix, you can easily be deceived. But it's a time of knowledge. In that book of Isaiah, he says that wisdom and knowledge will be the stability of the times. We are in turbulent times. They say we are not in normal times. Because of that, we need wisdom. We need knowledge. New knowledge is coming. Some of the knowledge that's coming is puffed up. It's proud knowledge which disowns God. But have knowledge that will make you humble. Beloved, I want to end by reading the scripture. First, first Corinthians 16 verse 22. It's a prayer. It's an affirmation. Say, if any man love not the Lord Jesus Christ, let him be anathema. Anathema means let him be cursed. But the last scripture, the last statement is Maranatha, which means Lord come soon. We pray that each one of us, when we hear that Jesus is coming soon, will not be so afraid, but will be encouraged. We'll have hope because we'll be prepared. Pray in your bosom, in your, in your place, in your heart, in your room, wherever you are. Pray, Lord, prepare, help me to prepare. Give me the grace. To prepare properly. So that when you come, I shall receive you with joy. There are many people, when they hear about the coming of the Lord, they are afraid. They look for cover. Don't be like them. Rejoice that the Lord is coming. This world is full of pain. It's full of grief. It's full of so many things that we don't want. But when Jesus shall appear, He says, in that land, Beulah land, there is joy. 
There is peace. There is no crying. There is no pain. Let's look forward to that land in hope. Let's not give up. Because people tell us, oh, he's delayed. He shall surely come if we tarry. As you wait upon the Lord, I pray that, as the scripture says, the expectation of the righteous will not be cast short. Yours will not be cast short. Surely, Maranatha, say to yourself and say to your neighbor, Maranatha, 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 Lord Jesus, come, come, come. God bless you. Amen.